detective. Thrill me. Thanks for joining us again for another episode. Maddie, Jared, good to have you back in. Good Tonight's to episode is your pick, isn't it, Maddie? It is. It is your pick. It is 1987's Hellraiser. Uh, I'm very surprised you brought this up, to be honest, mate. I didn't think this was your sort of bag. So well, like, I had very low expectations. <laughs> um, I told you, if it was a little bit better than Critters, I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> well, actually, debatable. <laughs> yeah, question marks on that. <laughs> but let's do around the table. What have we been watching, Jared? Right, so I've had quite a bit, so I'll try and keep it as brief as I can. I watched that Evil Genius thing that you uh, talked about on Netflix. Not a genius, so, like, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, they managed to get away with quite a bit without, but, you know, everyone ended up dying or being in prison anyway, so they didn't really, <laughs> they but didn't really make out like bandits. Some so, cops so. were already onto them. Yeah, It's yeah. just that they couldn't pin it. It was a tad long. Yep. Uh, it, the, the story was pretty engaging and had enough, but I think once they started to bring the documentary maker in there, inserting himself I reckon he should have stayed out of it and just run with the story and too much of her rambling in prison Fuck, <laughs> they established that she was a bit of a lunatic well but then that's they the only reason the other bloke got away with it yeah exactly she was crazy exactly I watched Hereditary yeah I yeah, can't remember whether I mentioned that oh, yeah I was a big fan big yep. fan there's some things in it like I, I was just expecting it to be like very sort of subtle and more sort of pondering what's going on the sort of subtle kind of terror there's a couple of moments where I just I just about fucking fell off the couch. I was like, shit, <laughs> I didn't see that happening. That car ride to the hospital. Yeah, the car oh rides. Which, oh, man. But, um, yeah, it constantly had me sort of churning the whole way. What's going on? What's going on? A couple of nice little twists on what's happening. And in, in the end of it, I thought it was a really nice little tale about, you know, really, really nice little way to delve into, like, mental illness and mm. grief and that sort of stuff. So yeah. Tony Collette is just... Oh, man, she's a good actress. Mm. Yeah. She's so good. But, the, yeah, the cast all, all around was pretty good. Gabriel Byrne was kind of really good as just the yeah. helpless helpless dad, had no idea how to deal with how <laughs> everyone else was dealing with their grief. And, like, yeah, it's just a fantastic movie, I thought. Um, I saw Aquaman with Maddie. Yeah, how was it? Look, I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. It is as dumb as a dumb as a box of hammers, as you like yeah. to say. It's um, <laughs> But... It dazzled. <laughs> it, was, dazzled. it was usually quite impressive. It dazzled me. That'll be enough. Things didn't How was Dolph, though? Just Do- Renaissance. He's ready to rock and roll again. <laughs> Give him back. Give him a major Major role. role. <laughs> um, no, it didn't go far enough for me with the the kind of, um, like, the Shakespearean element, the brothers and, and yeah. um, you know, Orm's relationship with Aquaman. He was so one-dimensional. Yeah. It was painful. And it was... I mean, it left. It had some really stupid things happening with that, but I, I think the bones of the, that story are just they're simple, but they're strong enough to to kind of make you say, "Oh, yeah, okay, it was good enough." But yeah, I, I had fun with it. Hmm. My it's a good job. He's entertaining. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not the best DC movie. I think I still think Wonder Woman's the best one. But it was, yeah, it's good enough. It was better yeah. than some of the other stuff. Yeah, much better. I'd other. forgotten how annoying I found Nicole Kidman. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Tamalera Morrison's um, de-aged <laughs> head did not look very good. <laughs> he was good, but when he was in, the, when it was like using the, the CGI to de-age him a little bit, it was very distracting. <laughs> Didn't work out so well. I watched the whole season of um, Castle Rock. 
Oh, yeah, how was that? Uh, yeah, really cool. It was a bit unsatisfying towards the end, and it, and it took a long time. Like, the season was very slowly working through a limited amount of kind of plot threads, mm. but it's very, very Stephen King-like. You can see that they've taken those elements and dealt with, you know, family and, you know, coming home and small town sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, if you like King, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I just felt like the ending was very open to interpretation, and I felt like maybe just a little bit more giving us what was what had happened or what is going to happen would have been a little bit better, but... No, I was I was happy with that all the way through. Venom, I got onto Venom. <laughs> you gotta see it. You have to watch it. Tom Hardy is just giving it everything. Sometimes works a treat. Other times he's blurting some absolutely random lines and just rambling like a like a maniac. Um, him and Michelle Williams have the worst on-screen chemistry. They have a pillow fight at the start. She's the love interest. Yeah. Oh. They have this little kind of, not really a pillow fight, but she's leaving and she kind of hits him with a pillow and it's like Tommy Wiso in, in the room when he's fucking throwing footballs. Oh, and He's sure he's not going, hey, mate. <laughs> it's shocking. It is like there's some fights in there that are just garbled fucking nonsense because it's Venom and another bloody symbiote. You just, or you're just watching like a... Like nothing, I mean, you couldn't, you can't tell what's going on. Um, but all in all, the movie's entertaining because Hardy is just it's a fucking one man wrecking crew. <laughs> He's wrecking the movie. He's wrecking the movie. No, it's it, yeah, it's weird. It's not a good movie, but it is entertaining as hell yeah. in its own way. Um, I watched the Fire Doco, which we've mentioned, <laughs> the Netflix Fire Doco. That is just unbelievable. I was. I was alternating between laughing my head off and it just what the hell were these blokes doing? Yeah. Like they had no idea what they were doing, and then you know you get the talking heads that did know what they're doing saying, "Oh, we told them this," and then we got a fucking email back with smiling emojis or whatever. Like yeah, they just didn't didn't listen to. It was a fucking scam. It was it was scary to think that the marketing was so good. Mm. It pressed so many people into doing this, and they had these. Villa packages and all this really fancy shit. But they didn't have. Villas. But they didn't have anything. They had nothing. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. To me, wouldn't it have been better to just scam these people out of millions and they'd piss off? I like that they bought the island under the under the bloody proviso or rented it, whatever they did under the proviso that they don't mention. Um, Pablo Escobar's name. The very first video. Pablo Escobar used to live here, yeah. and then the blokes like, "Get the fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> They relocate to something that looks like a bloody run, a runway strip or something. I don't know what's well, going well, on there. The funniest part is the bloke who was told he would have to blow, blow somebody oh, yeah. to get some water out of customs. Yeah. And water bottles in massive shipment. <laughs> he said, you guys take one turn for the team, go down and suck this bloke's dick. So he heads down there with every intention of doing so. Thankfully, the, do what you oh. do. the customs bike said, no, no, look, we'll, we'll lease it. Just, just pay us. Just pay us. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, I got through The Punisher Season 2 as well. Yeah, how was that? Um, look, it started like a house on fire. There was some excellent episodes early on. One in particular that's basically just like Assault on Precinct 13. And I was loving it, but then they kind of, they kind of changed tack. At the end of that episode, they bring it back to New York and they get back into the Billy Russo stuff, which is okay in a way because I think Ben Barnes is fantastic. But 
it just didn't work and it pushed all these other ones off to the sideline, all these other stories off to the sideline. Definitely suffered from the old Netflix bloat where they just went over the same ground again. Look, if if by some miracle this goes on to a third season, I, I just don't want to see Frank Castle caught by the police again. Like, I just mm. don't need to see that again. We've run that ground. Um, but it is... It's got its merit. Like, John Bernthal is excellent. His relationship with the girl is kind of cool towards the end. Yeah, it's it, it's it's got its, it's got its merits. It's just too long and, and confused on where it sort of goes. But, yeah, it was all right. I saw Goosebumps 2. Yeah, how's that? Um, the first Goosebumps was good. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. It was okay. okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Sort of stuff. Well, that's the interesting part. Essentially, he's, he's not... You can tell, and I found out afterwards... I watched it and I'm like, he mustn't have had availability because he just isn't in it with anyone else. There's one scene basically when he's in it. Mm. And when I looked at it, it's basically said that, that he he wasn't able to come back because of scheduling stuff and then they managed to tie some bits together and whatever and he shot a couple of days. But it just happens without him. But it's the same old stuff. My kids loved it. For me, it wasn't quite as good. It was more kind of, it was a little bit cheaper looking. It was it was sort of hastily put together in some ways, but it was fun enough. Mm. I went back and watched Hook. Hook? Oh, the Spielberg yeah. Peter Pan. Yeah, yeah. It popped up on a streaming service and my kids were looking for something to watch and I got a bit overly excited and said, let's watch this. And was it shit? Um, oh, the, it's the, okay. The, the word is that shit. That food scene is no, it's not. It's not shit, but it's it's just... Like, it's just Peter Pan, basically. There's a few few twists on things like the Lost Boys. It's a really good concept that doesn't quite get there. But, you know, the memories that you really sort of enjoyed are still there. Like, yeah, the, yeah, the food fight, the fat kid rolling down the, <laughs> rolling down the ramp and stuff. Yeah, that, that was all there. Dustin so, Hoffman's pretty annoying. Um, yeah, he is pretty annoying. <laughs> What's his name's fantastic. Bloody... Uh, yeah, Bob Hoskins. Uh, Bob Hoskins is brilliant. Hmm. I watched the Bundy doco on Netflix. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm so sure you did, Adam. Yeah, I did. It was okay. The the way they were structuring structuring it early was really good. Yeah. It was like filling in the details and then adding some of his audio yeah. from the tapes that he'd recorded. But it just leaves too much un, unsaid. It doesn't go into things. It doesn't go into what happened with his missus. It doesn't go into what other cases that they suspect he might have been connected with. It doesn't. It just leaves too much unanswered for mine. And it for kind of rushes goes, its way home. Yeah. Well, for also, something that goes for four hours, basically, it it's, doesn't fill in a lot. Also, for me, when are these guys going to realise that, that courtroom footage is boring? Well, you know, yeah, what? Even, even his actually Bundy. wasn't. His wasn't because he was... Yeah, he was Sometimes a bit... in the courtroom, you could see this... You can see why the guy had some people convinced that Yeah, yeah, innocent. exactly. You could see all that, and you ne- they needed it. They needed to have it there because it was about all that stuff about him still saying he was innocent, yeah. but also then doing these ridiculously silly manoeuvres yeah, as his own crazy. counsel. But see, that was... That and stuff that whole was interesting. Dis- that that whole disgusting bit where he basically had the cop... Relay the everything he saw at one of the death scenes, yeah, like he yeah. was enjoying and it. It was like he was enjoying it. Yeah, look, I actually found that interesting for that exact reason. Oh yeah, like no, I found it interesting, those, but just like but making a murderer, that shit, it gr- it did grind things a little bit for me. Yeah, I was just no, like, see, that, for me, that was the that was some of the best parts because you were seeing him in his element. You're seeing him, you know, you're seeing him fighting with his counsel, and you're seeing yeah. all that stuff firsthand. The other fascinating thing for me, which wasn't quite explored, was they needed more emphasis on how different 
it was without the DNA and without the yeah. news going around the country because they had the part where he's fucking all over the news in, in Colorado or Aspen but or yeah, but He yeah. breaks out twice. Then he goes to Florida and he's on the news in Florida. This man is unnamed and won't give his, his yeah, name. No one knew who. No one about. knew who. And I was like, that's fucking... It's so hard to imagine that now. Yeah. That this guy did this in, in Colorado. He would, his face would have been seen around the world now. Yeah. Whereas that time, he's driven across the country. No one had a fucking clue who he was. Mm. Like, but yeah, it just, it just didn't fill in enough for me. My, my thing about it was... I, I enjoyed it to a degree. Um, I thought it was interesting, the juxtaposition of him sort of talking about how he was innocent and, you know... And telling the story from his side, and then everyone else is going, the guy was a fucking idiot. You yeah, know, like, yeah. And I think it debunked a few things about him. You know, like oh, he, he was, was super, super smart. No, he wasn't. Really, yeah. He was, mate, he was 28 years old, he was a law student. Yeah. Yeah, he was hardly Mr. Bloody Brains. He was a bit, he was quite charismatic. Yeah. He had that going for him. But um, quite honestly, the cops got lucky. They, they wouldn't have got him either time except for traffic stops. Yeah. And him driving erratically. Yeah. Like, if he had just been driving normally... Oh, look, I think he would have got caught anyway because he was starting to lose his shit. Well, eventually, yes. yes. But, but mean, he could have had another 20 bodies under his both belt. Times, that both times, it's traffic stop. Like, can you imagine if it wasn't? like, Or yeah. if the cop had a tra- had a stopped him and just, for whatever reason... Let said, him go. Turn your lights on, off you go, yeah. and hadn't found the fucking kit in the car. Like, crazy. But also, the thing for me is, honestly, I've watched a lot of this stuff... The guy was a fucking subhuman, mate. I mean, the fact oh, of that course. I, I personally think the electric chair was too good for him. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, he was a fucking well, the guy, absolute piece of shit. The guy at the end summed it up when he said I was fucking ecstatic when he was dead and I hope I never feel that that sort of joy over another human's death ever yeah. again. He was an absolute piece of garbage. Yeah. Worst, worst of the worst, I reckon. But, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, but yeah. it certainly wasn't a... Classic piece of doco filmmaking. Yeah. And the last ones I got, uh, completely the other end of the spectrum, I watched um, a couple more of the DC animated movies. I watched yeah. Death of uh, Death of Superman and, and uh, The Reign of the Superman, which was which were sort of back-to-back. They ran on from each other. Yeah. Bloody good. Yeah. Really good. I mean, especially because they share elements with um, Batman vs. Superman, and you're like, this little, you know, cheap animated picture told it better, than, all <laughs> better than Batman and Superman, but... Yeah, that was it for me. Okay. Maddie? I saw I was, uh, SBS on SBS Counterpoint. Which, oh, is that uh, with um, J.K. Simmons? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Hey, that's good. So, it's, yeah, loved it. I thought it was really, really good. It was solid. I watched the whole thing in a few days. Yeah, so it's basically like the same world. They found like a, a wormhole or some sort of way to a tunnel to get between, and they've just diverged slightly. So it's got, got a bit of diverging about it. Yeah. But, um, so one world's had a virus that's knocked out 70% of the population. So the fate of some of the people have, uh, has changed. Has changed, yeah. Yeah, and this is like espionage between the two worlds and, and trying to negotiate that with um, people meeting their equivalent other. Oh, okay. So, they've, so the main characters in one world is the um, loving, supporting husband and then the other world is just a, a dirtbag <laughs> um, undercover operative that's uh, sort of just working for the government so it's um, yeah that was solid I really enjoyed that yeah can't wait for more of it I haven't watched a lot moving house you know what happens yeah, yeah, yeah. the um uh, and then the mother-in-law's been around so <laughs> that that led to a few uh, 
less entertaining uh, things being on the television. Yeah, um, I can imagine. Like, I'll still never get sick of uh, people being surprised that the other person doesn't com- is not completely and utterly devoted to them in, when, in uh, Love at First Sight. Oh, yeah. I don't know why they cry in that <laughs> first week. Such a shock. Or when you get Blake's there going, I am a solid 12 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, these sorts of dickheads. <laughs> I, just, I just love that they, they're like... Uh, they, they market it as love at first sight, yeah. but really it's let's get two nutbags together yeah, and uh, totally. and let's see the fireworks. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so a bit of that. I saw Split. Not Split. Glass. Which was, glass, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I went in very, very low expectations and they were pretty much met. There was, <laughs> uh, there was some good bits in it, but uh, I figured most of the uh, aha moments in there were sort of, not much bang for your buck. The yeah. um, I don't know, are we allowed to do spoilers here or? Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I'm right, 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 right. hold off till next. Let's just leave that one. I yeah. saw it as well, mate. And my problem with it is the ideas were good. Like I understood what he was trying to do, but yeah. he just he botched it. Some good parts. Yeah. There's, there's, out there's so a whole well. there's a whole middle the whole middle section is just yeah unsatisfying. The to me, you didn't you didn't you didn't get the two together. This is what mm. you what you should have been doing. Mm. Is put the hero against the villain. But in saying that, some some entertainment in there throughout yeah. it. I mean, I, I, I hated it honestly. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I thought it was crap. But excellent, can't wait. I got what yeah. he was trying to do, Go but he, but yeah. I think you might have summed it up that everyone thought he had a roadmap, but he lost the map. Yeah, he well, never he never really had it. Yeah, well, it seems like uh, yeah. Some people have said basically. It seemed like Split was calculated, whereas it might have been just, this will be cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was. The pressure's on for a sequel. The one, the yeah, one yeah, thing yeah. that I'm still, I can you take out. You said Trilogy. You said Trilogy, right? Yeah, yeah I said Trilogy. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, fuck, I said Trilogy. I can make 10 if you want. <laughs> the one thing I can take out of it is Unbreakable does not require having to watch the other two. So yeah, Unbreakable is still a great movie on its own. Well, that's the thing. They always talk about whether it tarnishes the others. And, I mean... It, it, you can't. You can never not think about what happens with a character. But when you get a great movie, you can watch it. I yeah. mean, okay. and thankfully that's not. I still absolutely love that Shyamalan's um, superheroes are still fallible. They're not. They're not indestructible. Mm. They're not. Yeah. They're not uh, completely impervious to attack, and they've got their own personal problems as yeah. well. So it's. I'm, I find that probably a bit... Look, he, he minds interesting ideas with that stuff. Mm. And the idea of them being together in... Uh, in a hospital... Yeah. ...kind of had some legs for me. It, yeah. Like, it seemed like an interesting way to go. But it just didn't work. Mm. Which is disappointing, but I think the writing was always... We were super pumped... But I think they wasted. As soon as the reviews came out, I think I immediately started going, "Oh shit, (laughs) (laughs) this is like fucking the Predator." (laughs) When the Predator came out, the reviews came out. We're all like, "Oh, hopefully, (laughs) hopefully." uh, (laughs) Just the uh, the 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 critics don't like it. Yeah, I still remember the first review I read of the Predator. It was like a three and a half out of five, and said it's an absolute blast. I'm sitting there going, "Yes," (laughs) and then each. Each further review that came out, I'm thinking, oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Matty? Uh, no, no, very shallow. The other ones we've covered pretty much, so. All right. That I can think of anyway. <laughs> I saw Glass. I saw Ted Bundy. Um, I saw The Mule mm-hmm. with Clint Eastwood. 
I'm keen for that. Yeah, it's clean. Clint, Clint is Clint is he's, he's still he's still got it yeah. but he looks talking about looks like a fucking roast chicken <laughs> he takes his shirt off at one point it's like Jesus Clint, yeah. put that he looks on. like the roast chicken that's been left till the end of the day too <laughs> he looks the way that he did in Good, the Bad and the Ugly when he'd been in the desert for I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to kick the shit out of me. He looks like a corpse. <laughs> he does. He's close. He's close. Poor boy. He looks like a corpse. <laughs> but it's not a bad movie. It's a nice little drama. It's got a touch of that Gran Torino about yeah. it. I love um, that look he gets on his face too, where he's kind of grunting. It yeah. looks like he's squeezing whatever life he's got left out his backside. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's not too bad. Nice little drama. He does. He does well. You know, he does mm-hmm. well. It's a, it's a, it's a role that. Thankfully, you know, he, he picks an age-appropriate role. <laughs> Although he does seem to have sexual relations with a couple of chicks. Oh, at some well, point. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah, well, it wasn't too bad. Wasn't the too mind bad. is willing. <laughs> the flesh is weak, though, very weak. Um, we sat down uh, as a, the, 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 my daughter and my wife and watched You on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I started it was that, all actually. right. It was interesting. Like it's it's an interesting take on it. I did not like um, the first episode. And the bloke playing the the bad guy actually has a nice mix of charm and you know that crazy sort of. It's got a bit of Dexter about way he goes it's about it. Set up right. But I also felt it kind of because of the way it was told, mm. it took out any real suspense or anything like that from the whole. It's just smug. So you're kind of sitting there going, well. Obviously, I can see what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I like, found that first episode where he's just smug because he's like, everything just fell into my lap and uh, it's just so convenient. And also, I had question marks on why he was actually interested in the girl he was interested in. But, <laughs> you know, like, because I guess they were trying to also show that she was a bit, she wasn't like squeaky clean. Yeah. She wasn't squeaky clean either. But it was okay. <laughs> I was the disaster artist. <laughs> <Yeah>. Brilliant. <laughs> Just that shit where every five seconds they keep asking him, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I am his age. <laughs> like, no, you're not. I still laugh about his toilet, him needing the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the best bit of the movie is when he can't get the line right up on oh, the roof. Yeah. Two hundred like, fuck. Who <laughs> <laughs> are you talking to? You're talking to the bloody camera. Doggy. <laughs> hey, doggy. Hey, doggy. <laughs> She so keeps walking in and going, line? <laughs> what, what is the line? They're throwing a frisbee in the park at one point. Is that, or a baseball. Football. Football, yeah, football. yeah, yeah. So good. Um, it's piss funny at times. It actually has a little bit of heart, though. It actually has a little bit of heart. It actually has a nice sort of story to it. Like, they trumped up the... Because I, I read the book, too, and some of the things they took straight out of the book. Yeah. Um, other ones, they kind of just... They just, you know, moulded them a little to... Make it a bloody feel good. Yeah. yeah, like it was. Yeah. And the blokes that made it, you know, they're sitting around laughing about this, oh. just going, "We have to do this." Yeah, for it was sure. such a passion. I also, like, I was a big fan of the Zac Efron cameo where he was the, the crazed bloke on the roof with the gun, <laughs> yeah, and he's walking right. around punching walls. I'm <laughs> <laughs> going, "Come on, motherfucker!" Just out of nowhere, and then um, Toby's there going, "You are monster!" <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. And I also love the fact that they showed the actual scenes from the movie side by side, the versions that yeah. they shot. And they were spot on. They were absolutely <laughs> yeah. spot on. The mystery, the mystery and where he got his money from is still a 
Yeah, he poured six million bucks into that. Yeah, I mean, that's bloody outrageous. Yeah, well, again in the book they go through it all the time, and he's he's constantly fucking secretive about where his buddy is, but then he's taking him to. He's saying, oh, "I got into I got into fashion or some <laughs> shit like that." Then he's talking about how he sells leather jackets. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And the sex scene where he's walking around just a little cocksuck on <laughs> going, they need to see my ass to sell the film. <laughs> he's, he's humping the air or something like that. Buddy, good fun. Uh, and that was it for me. All right, let's take a break. Here's the trailer to 1987's Hellraiser. Somewhere beyond the light and the dark, beyond our secret desires and deepest fears lies the door beyond all our limits. We have such sights to show you. Hellraiser, there are no limits. Wig it on. Hellraiser from 1987. Written and directed by Clive Barker, who, um, who directed Nightbreed. And it's based on his novel, The Hellbound Heart. And it was produced by Christopher Figg, who did Dog Soldiers and uh, Mandy. Mm. It stars Andrew Robinson as Larry, Claire Higgins as Julia, Ashley Lawrence as Kirsty, and Doug Bradley as Pinhead. The budget was a million dollars, but and, and the box office was $14 million. Now, the film was originally set in England, but the studio, New World, thought the film would be more marketable if it was set in America. So many of the English actors were dubbed as Americans. Right. <laughs> okay. Maddie, your pick. <laughs> Give it to us, mate. It's, uh, it's got some good bits in it, but it definitely has that 80s vibe of uh, a very simple um, horror flick. Very basic premise. Yeah, I don't know. I like the Cenobites. Cenobites? Cenobites? Um, I like them a lot. They were entertaining. The characters were pretty weak, but <laughs> entertaining enough. Two and a half. Yeah. The story was a lot simpler than I remember. Like, the story is really straightforward. But it's... I think the strength of it is you just sit there thinking, what what's Barker getting at? What's all this about? Mm. And, like, the readings of it are extremely varied and kind of interesting to dig into. And, um, uh, yeah, the Xenobites are really interesting creations I guess mm. uh, so um, between them and the kind of gore that they go for and um, it's it's strong enough to it's good imagery in there. yeah it's really good imagery and you can see why it's sort of it's still relevant in its own way so I, yeah I reckon a three I Pretty thought the whole thing would be about Pinhead because I didn't I knew nothing about it, didn't know any uh, of the history. Well, this is believe, listen, I believe we were supposed to refer to him as the Hell Priest. Yeah, the Hell Priest. Or the apparently, priest. he wrote. Apparently, Clive Barker wrote a sequel where um, Pinhead gets insulted because someone calls him Pinhead. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because he'd always referred to him in the book as Hell Priest, and apparently, it was like an effects guy that started calling him Pinhead, and then that didn't get sort of assumed into the canon until about the third film yeah. but people had started referring to it by Pinhead by that stage so he's he's kind of just the spokesman yeah. in a way I agree with both of you I think it's got really interesting visuals the plot is simple and I actually think it has a bit of subtext about abusive relationships mm. which I think works really well so um, that's interesting because as I said it can be interpreted in so many ways I kind of went with, you know, Clive, Clive Barker being gay at that sort of stage 
you know, the 80s. I actually kind of got a bit of the AIDS vibe to it. Yeah. There's a love story, like... Yeah, maybe. Know, the AIDS thing about the pleasure and pain and how, you know, searching for that ultimate pleasure can end up destroying you yeah. and all this sort of... Well, I um, guess that's another way of looking at it. May yeah, I not abuse your relationships because she would do absolutely anything. Yeah. Including killing people. Mm. And he was quite abusive in their interactions as yeah, well. Yeah, and he was kind of intimidating her and things like that. It's got. It's obviously made for bloody, what, a couple of packets of cigarettes? Yeah. <laughs> a case of beer. A couple of cans of coke. Yeah. And the acting's shit ass. <laughs> but it actually holds up okay. Mm. Uh, and quite frankly, I think the effects are still really good. Yeah. Yeah, um, for the for most, most part, part it, yeah. it didn't drag its feet like some of the horrors of the day. No, yeah. except the, the, the except when you can see the bloody trolley that the engineer things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that was a slight <laughs> mistake. But I give it three out of five as well. Yeah. All right, the likes. As I said before, for me, the strength of the plot was this idea of the abusive relationship and mm. almost like a love triangle. Here's Julia and her husband Larry, and then there's Frank. Yeah, you know, and it's part of the package, but he's he's gone and yeah, gone with the box and pretty much died. Yeah, and he's now brought back, and it's kind of a, a weird love triangle. Yeah, it's certainly it's certainly not what you would have expected, um, and I think it works on those terms. Yeah, as I said, you know, she would do she does pretty much anything for the bloke. Mm. I mean, I don't know about you. When he crawls out of the when he crawls out of the fucking darkness, yeah, I that's it. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not angry to hear what you say. I'm fucking out of the door. Hang on, hang on, hang on a second. Alright, I'll I'll take I'll listen to you. <laughs> that scene where he's like trying to touch her and he hasn't got any skin yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be running downstairs going, There's a talking pile of dog shit upstairs. He <laughs> <laughs> looked like he'd been slimed. <laughs> yeah, That's not time to go in for a hug. There's a pile of God knows what up in the bloody in the spare room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it asked me. It told me it was Frank. No, it couldn't be. Yeah, that that, that was uh, actually one where the effects were probably most impressive. Where he's coming back together. Yeah, that was that looks fucking excellent. Yeah. Still, yeah. The, the way they sort of layer it, you know. Yeah, and you can the, see they, different you can see with the skull. They melted something and then and then played the film backwards to show it all coming back together. Yeah. Then they cut it in with a shot of him like. Getting into almost like put that arm sort of working into push up position. Yeah, like, yeah. It looked awesome. Kind of looked like a spider at some yeah, point yeah. coming out of the floor. Yeah. It opens with a nasty little sequence of him getting, him opening the, the basically the bloody hell Rubik's yeah. Cube. Yeah, yeah. You know he's a dirtbag straight away because uh, he's got dirty the fingernails. The lament, <laughs> lament, <laughs> configuration. configuration yeah. yeah, he's got dirty fingernails. You yeah, know straight yeah. away he's a dirtbag. Yeah, yeah. He's got scumbag. He's got scumbag. He's got scumbag. silly bastard. Although it was good to see that while he was, you know, engaged in that scumbaggery and, you know, taking photos of himself having sex, um, he did it all fully clothed. Yeah. So we could all have a look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, keep your top on. It's okay. <laughs> so I like that sequence of, yeah, the box comes alive and then, then mm. you have that bit where that's where the imagery is at its best. Yeah. Just all those boxes hanging around with flesh and shit hanging off them and chains everywhere mm. and the, the blue lighting through the, the slats and then you see the Cenobites kind of walking amongst them. Yeah, the lighting yeah. was awesome. Like that, that stuff is Especially just at the end in that last scene when the Cenobites come back. Yeah. I also yeah, like that they, you know, when the when the center, when the Cenobites are doing all that shit and, and and he's getting like pulled apart and stuff like that, that they actually do keep 
they keep it to things like chains and you know binding and shit that some people actually do do for yeah. pleasure yeah. but they just take it up a notch to obviously fucking yeah. ripping him apart <laughs> they turn him into the um, the strong man from Big Trouble in Little China <laughs> <laughs> ripping his face apart <laughs> Oh, the sequence where he does get reborn is very impressive. Hmm. Like I think it's a really, really good piece of work, um, yep. and, and they shoot it really well too, so it doesn't look kind of, you know, fake. Um, and the lighting and everything's spot on. Yeah, yeah. They, they I actually thought really so. Barker is clearly a bloody jack of all trades. He's he's a writer, a bloody artist, and yeah. Um, I actually thought he did quite well with with some of the directing. Yeah. Uh, parts portions of it. Uh, drag a little bit and I think maybe he could have worked on that but some of his sequences work out really well I think yeah yeah he's got a good visual eye and a, and a nice palette yeah. to what he wants and he knows what he wants like he, he, he's written and the script not based on the yes. <laughs> that's not what he wants well he's still he's still asking questions about who put that together <laughs> I think I like the um, when the when the daughter is selling out her uncle to the to the Cenobites yeah mm. that's one of my favourite scenes in the whole thing because she's like wait a minute and they're like, they're like wait a minute what about this guy is this his name and then they're like wait a minute yes it's like something out of a spoof they're yeah. like she's like he escaped and they're like so what if he did <laughs> <laughs> I lost except with the heavy voice yeah, yeah. and they're except trying to do they're telling her they're going to rip her to shreds yeah. and then it's like but, but what about old Frank she's had the goat the goat face chattering at her yeah. that would scare yeah, the yeah, shit yeah. out of me and then it's like wait a minute she's like, and the female sent her her throat ripped kind of open Across there, yeah, the yeah. and she talks in that husky sort of voice. Mm. <laughs> I believe she is commonly referred to as vagina now. Like <laughs> uh, clever. <laughs> uh, see what they did there. <laughs> Just you know, kept making sure that, you know the um, the subtext about sex is yeah, not yeah. missed anywhere along the line. <laughs> Look, I initially didn't get it. Thanks for clearing it up. <laughs> 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 There's that sequence oh, where she first sees Frank and he comes crawling out of the darkness at speed. Honestly, I'm about to me strong. I was thinking, holy shit, where'd that come from? Yeah. It doesn't matter what I hear coming from that room, I'm not staying there. <laughs> I'm yeah. that. Yeah, look, look. There's some creepy stuff going on in that room. <laughs> those, those rats that were pinned up to the wall. Yeah, I know. Like, the sound's coming from that room. Uh, it's probably just rats, and then you see them pinned on the wall. <laughs> Nailed so it. Quite fucking large um, rat. <laughs> I think it's a possum. Oh, it's too big to be a rat. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, not a possum, a human. <laughs> like, a, yeah, a fucking stuffed up human. She really does take the hammer. I, I do like the idea of ha- taking the hammer to those blokes. Like, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a nasty little tool, the old hammer, and she wails it across one bloke's face and oh, basically yeah, belts off. Face and, it's yeah. all bust up, his, bust up his teeth and everything. Yeah, that scene was excellent. Yeah. And it, it, just prior to that too, I like the way that the flashback played out. Yeah. She's kind of standing there and it plays out amongst all the shit going on the people going moving into the house. Yeah. So you get all this backstory and what's going on in the one hit. The acting's a little bit suspect amongst 
you know, in the backstory and that sort of thing. That'll mm. that'll be mentioned later on. But yeah. yeah, going into that scene, the scene where she first kills the guy, I bloody loved that one. Yeah. I thought that was excellent because he just goes to these great lengths to show that this. It seems really deliberate that this guy is just... Pure scumbag. Pure well, scumbag, yeah. very ordinary. Like, he's laying it on, but he's sounding very kind of yeah. unattractive. And, and then he immediately starts up the whole, you know, yeah, once yeah. she sort of says, oh, I don't know. Yeah, but then, you know, when he gets there, he drops the tweeds, and he's wearing the bloody baggy old tidy whities <laughs> and then he starts whispering sweet nothings, and then goes, oh, I've got to go empty the bladder, or something like that, <laughs> and they make it kind of great pains. To her, you know, going through with this encounter, but how none of that can measure up to what Frank is yeah. supposed to be, what she was chasing when that shit happened. But also, to counter too for me is that she doesn't really want to do this. She no. doesn't actually want to do yeah. it, but she's, she'll do whatever she needs to do to bring Frank back. Yeah, but see, that was the thing. She, she didn't... Because she kind of goes out. She had to be sort of... Frank had to talk her around a little bit too. Like, it was kind of like... There was part of her that probably could have been... Um, you know, if it was an attractive bloke or whatever, she yeah. might have had second thoughts. But then when you get in there, you're just with an absolute fucking bozo. Yeah, he didn't pick out the best jocks in, in the drawer this morning. Then he starts blubbering about how he's got to take a piss just after he's told you how you're the most beautiful woman or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so it kind of just highlights that, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I need I need that what I had, you know. Yeah. She's the one looking for that ultimate pleasure now, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. And she'll put herself through anything. On a side note, speaking of ultimate pleasure, one of the funniest things I read about that one of the one of the little um, uh, tidbits about the movie was that they barely censored any of the gore, but they came back with um, during the sex scene. Only two thrusts, anything more than two, two or three thrusts would be crude. So we can show her. Yeah, we can show her a bike who looks like a fucking hamburger meat. <laughs> a large slab of hamburger meat, but we can't have more than two thrusts. Or we're considered, you know, smart. <laughs> um, I really like the scene where. She's, she finally consents to having sex with Larry. <laughs> Larry's been batting zero the whole time. Oh, he's excited. And he finally gets he's a chance. Excited. And Frank comes out of the closet behind her yeah. with the, the flick knife. Yeah. And you're kind of thinking, he's he's the next victim. Yeah. You know, he's the one that's going to bring Frank back in full. Mm. Um, and that kind of ends up happening. She doesn't but, want to hurt him. But, but there it kind of creates a little bit of, of a tense moment. A little bit of doubt. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. she, she she says, no, 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 I can't do it, I can't do it. So there's, um, there's no doubt at all that she's the evil stepmother. She's yeah, she's one of the frostiest men. Before she even did anything frosty, I was like, she's a Not with Frank, she wasn't. Not with Frank, she was Frank. That dinner party. There's, that dude's like trying to pick up the daughter, the oh, stepdaughter. Yeah. And, yeah. No, and my she's just like off, in, off with the fairy. Yeah. No, my Frank, personal favourite was... Frank the... certainly fucking thought her out. No worries. <laughs> she, was a, she was a frosty frosty bit of work. Probably. My personal favourite bit with the daughter is when she comes home to see, the, to see Larry and uh, the moving men are there. And they oh. just put on an absolute <laughs> fucking show, don't they? Yeah. With the whole, oh, is that your daughter? Or is that your wife, does he say? Yeah. And he's like, my wife's dead. Yeah, she oh. looks, like your, <laughs> looks like your mother or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and the bloke's like, 
Mate, those blokes have their own special section in this license for me. They are. <laughs> I'm assuming it's acting They're like coming in for some treatment, for sure. When, when they move into the house as well, he's like showing around, talking about the potential, and he's like, we can be happy here. And then instantly just goes, Oh Christ! Shit! Like he knows, he knows, that he, he knows that he can't make it happen. He knows, but he's trying anyway. He tries everything he can. The conversations yeah. he has with his daughter yeah. are like, oh, come on, you've just got to put up with our. It's like they know that they're. Yeah, it'll be fine. Is, yeah. They know they're. Yeah, he's saying to her, "Look, she can't be any colder to you than she is to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's work at this. Come on." I actually think, see, I really like that scene where, where Frank comes out of the closet and she, she decides not to have Larry kill, mm. but then eventually she just essentially feeds him to her. Yeah. And then the counter to that is once Frank is back to his proper self, yeah, he pretty much kills her without batting an eyelid. You yeah. Know? yeah. He stabs her in the guts and then just chucks her on the ground. Yeah. It's just a throwaway, you know. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really need you at the end of the day. And and I thought that stuff was really interesting because, again, coming back to this whole idea of abusive relationship between the two of them um, and how a lot of these things kind of f- fell into all that mm. for me, like that's how I sort of saw it. Yeah. So that's the interesting part about the plot is that Barker's challenging you to look at it a little bit mm. yeah, and from, I think from, from different angles. I mean, that's why it's it's lasted... Yeah, as long as it has, I think is because it's it's. I mean, I'll watch it again and see. I mean, this is probably I think this is the third or fourth time I've seen it, and mm. I'm not a big Hellraiser fan at all. But I would watch it again just to just to see if I got the same sort of thing. Certainly, when Alan doing. Smithy starts directing, yeah, 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 by about shit. part six. I cannot <laughs> wait to get to the Alan Smithy entries and the ones that were shot in three weeks and all that sort of business. Like, there are entries, the good ones. Yeah, <laughs> I actually really like to. It doesn't play out for the whole way, but. Aside from the dialogue that made made Pinhead look like he was <laughs> some ham-fisted bozo that, didn't, you know, he looked like one of the crew out of Pain and Gain or something like that. Um, I like that the whole thing about how that they don't just kill her, mm. even though they're saying we've got we've got things in store for you and all this sort yeah. of stuff. I like that they don't kill her, and it kind of you know it goes along with the subtext about relationships and stuff that you you make choices to get into these. These things and how how it can you know affect it. I it was good that they didn't just fucking rip everyone apart that they saw. Yeah. And down the stretch, it was heading that direction, but I did like that there was that kind of moment of you didn't choose this, so if you give us the guy that did, we'll tear him apart instead. Mm. You know, yeah. like, and they certainly uh, tear him apart. Shit. Yeah. That last sequence Indeed. is quite nasty. Yes. <laughs> He's got bloody hooks in every orifice <laughs> and it's cool for bloody literally what a, assholes at breakfast time. Yeah, yeah. What a dirtbag. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like the come up as he deserved. Yeah. Like, that was the great thing about it. And I actually kind of like the ending. It just slips back around to what's your pleasure, the box. Yeah, I didn't mind that, although I didn't quite get... The what homeless Hobo man? Jesus was on about. Yeah. You know, to <laughs> no, no, bloody dragon. It would, would seem to be fucking Satan. <laughs> I didn't get that. Look. I didn't know why he was eating bugs either. Yeah, oh, that, was, that was weird shit. <laughs> it was weird. Again, it brought a strange sort of vibe to it. Yeah. I um, mean, obviously that means something. I don't get it. <laughs> Maybe I need the explanation. That's you said. <laughs> 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 Mate, look, it's above us. It's above our pay grade, I suggest. Any more likes, people? Oh, come on. The the fact that Aphex Twin 
took the reference and come to daddy. <laughs> that was a throwback to watching Rage back in the day. Oh, oh man. Do Apex not mention Twin. Apex Twin. Every time I've seen that bloke on screen, I've had fucking nightmares. I woke up from a hard night in the piss and <laughs> went straight into bloody window liquor. <laughs> window liquor's the best. <laughs> I, couldn't get back, I couldn't get back to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, I, oh, could, yeah. You know, I, I think was it the same film clip where the little dude jumps out of the limo and yeah, starts dancing, and, and, and all the girls turn into the Apex twins. That's what happens in every oh, single one. Mother, all the clips they all turn into. The- <laughs> yeah, dude, what are you on? <laughs> what are you actually on? <laughs> yeah, that was a big like bad, bad times. Come to daddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a creepy thing to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, that was kind of. Oh. Very creepy. Anything else there, Manny? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's a lot there. It was pretty good. Okay. <laughs> Dislikes. I'll think about them later, I'm sure. Any visual effects? <laughs> We're certainly straighting the budget past its requirements. Yeah. When the box closed up and that little blue stuff comes out of it. Yeah, the little oh, lightning. Yeah. When lightning. they killed yeah. all the... Se- or they, they put just all the centibites back in. That's enough. Yeah, a bit of steam. And sound then they effect. just disappear. <laughs> yeah, they just disappear. But yeah, the, some of the stuff... Or when the centibites are being put back in the box... Or just yeah, like a corpse breathing its last breath. You could do anything there and it would have been better than that. Yeah, because the, the practicals... Hold up so well for the time and the budget. Like mm. to think it was, you know, 80, uh, 87, 87, a million dollar budget, mm. and you managed to get it looking like it did with the practical stuff. It almost, yeah. It, it's at least that kind of sucks when you see those little lightning effects. At least they the didn't overdo it. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. wasn't, wasn't Highlander. Highlander. <laughs> the acting is pretty shit ass across the <laughs> yes. board. Nobody yeah, so. stands out. Even Pinhead at times. You know, he's spouting that dialogue, and he has kind of that cool, you know, that regal sort of English voice. Yeah. Saying, and it's, but it's in a slightly lower register. But some of the stuff he's dribbling, <laughs> dribbling at times, it's like, oh, it's not a great performance of any kind. Mm. You um, know? Julia, Julia is not. I nah. think she was very good. Frank <laughs> in the flashbacks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I thought Kirsty yeah. was alright. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, Kirsty was probably. I didn't, she was okay. I didn't and, have any problems with her. The, and her dad, although I, I didn't think it was a great acting performance, he did kind of give you this whole. The whole time you're looking at him, you go, "You poor bastard." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just, you got you no idea what's going on. Definitely felt sympathy for him. <laughs> yeah. He just and he, and he did clueless so well. Yeah, like, well, yeah. that was part of it because he was, you know, everyone else is is really laying it on a bit thick and he was too but he was the one I was looking at going yeah you got exactly what what you were going for like yeah. they'd be talking you know she'd be going up to the attic and doing all this shit and they'd just be sitting there going hey honey what's going on <laughs> he's just like an absolute bozo you know so um, but yeah you do really feel for him when she's when she's in the bedroom and Frank's behind her, she's saying no no and he's like what do you want <laughs> yeah, he's basically pleading <laughs> Frank is a real piece of shit I yeah. mean, not only does he is he a shit house actor, for starters, he's banging his brother's wife, <laughs> and also he pretty much shows off his nutsack to the unsuspecting <laughs> audience at one point. I mean, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Oh, yeah, I, I don't think tell, it had any. I couldn't tell because it looked like a couple of fried nuts. So like, it was just. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny that his um his. 
pretty much come back from the dead. And the first action is to have a cigarette. He's yeah, like, yeah. <gasps> breathes it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You try to kill yourself again. Man. Apparently that was uh, that was unscripted. It was just that he used to do that between takes. Oh, uh, yeah. And Clive Barker saw him and thought, yeah, that's interesting. That's, yeah, that's, that's probably funny. what you'd do if you'd been in hell for fucking you know, six months or whatever he was. But is that also like the whole... Um, how the whole long? thing he's been through all the pain that he enjoys in that sexual relationship. Or mm. And how long was he in hell, are we thinking? Oh, I don't know. I think it was mentioned, but I just glossed over it. Once I saw the look of him, I thought, fuck, it doesn't matter. <laughs> less, than, <laughs> less than the lifespan of Go the, away. Less than the lifespan of, the, of um, Kirsty because she knew who he was and she knew he was a dirtbag. Yeah. So he'd be saying five years-ish. I cannot look. I know that Larry was clueless. I cannot believe he has accidentally walked into the spare room and gone, oh, shit. No, <laughs> Thanks on the floor. Like, what's, how long has he been just cruising around the house and not bothered to fucking go into that room? It's a dusty old house. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? A bloody, what is it? A fucking 40 bedroom bench or something? <laughs> 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 he hasn't seen into that room. Yeah, I'm sitting there going, look, shit, Julia, I've got fucking things to, I've got things to store away. I've got just, boxes that need to go yeah, somewhere. Just so stay there. <laughs> I've just, I've just moved. You do it room at a time. He hasn't got into that room <laughs> yet. yet. His decomposing brother is becoming reanimated. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, he hasn't quite got there. But yeah, imagine that. Um, if he hadn't died, he's telling the clueless cops, look, I never got to that room, mate. I didn't know he was in there. <laughs> no idea. Um, speaking of moving, those two blokes are just speaking. They're almost, if they'd, have, if they'd have been in the movies longer, they would have been challenging Frank for the biggest fucking scumbags in the movie. Because <laughs> they're bloody leeching over her in front of, in front of, her husband. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're sitting there like, oh, yeah. You got me beard? I think yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, you know, the husband again, oh, Jesus, I'll go get it, or whatever he fucking says. <laughs> um, but, yeah, then the daughter comes in and they're just, they're, they're basically saying, let's just drop the mattress here and let's do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll put this down. Absolute scum. Oh, Absolute mate, scum. speaking of scum, look, if I've, if I've been picked up for a one-night stand, she takes me home into a darkened room with no furniture <laughs> and quite frankly looks fucking nasty. Mm. It has no, it doesn't even have a bloody it doesn't have a, a mattress on the ground and then yeah. it says look it's time for a bit of bit of action on the floorboards, I'm calling it a night. Mate, the second she opens the door and look, I get look. the smell of rotting flesh in <laughs> <from> my nose. <laughs> I'm there going, oh, shit, would you look at the time? <laughs> <laughs> I was hey, hey, Come on, I'm going, at least home. going into the room to see what it was. <laughs> <laughs> just in case it's nothing. Oh, just in case it's another game of bloody sneaky poo with Robin England. <laughs> <laughs> when she says to me, <laughs> oh, you've hidden two shit actors in here. That's why it smells so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and when she says to me, we should do it on the ground, I think I'm going, oh, nah, <laughs> nah, that's not really going to work. Because you at least lay a bloody napkin down or something. <laughs> yeah, a small bath robe or something. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm calling it at night. Look, look. Is that the time? <laughs> I've got an early meeting to get to. <laughs> she also seems to have no problems picking up luxurious <laughs> Johns across yeah. the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but look, that's probably the most realistic thing about the movie. What's <laughs> <laughs> the time frame, too? Is this a couple of nights? Yeah, a couple of, couple of days, by the looks of it. A couple and, of weeks. Tops. And so, so Larry has not... Where is Larry? Well, all this is going on. Oh, what? He's just been fucking trodden all over, mate. <laughs> <laughs> to the bar, trying to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, he's at the bar going, come on, take me home for one. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm over here. Were we role playing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> one of the funniest bits in the movie for me, when she's going through the flashbacks and it starts to go to those, you know, it goes into the crude thrusting motions and things like that. <laughs> it was more tell. than two thrusting, and I'm telling <laughs> you, you now. Tell, you can tell that they had, I think you can tell that, you know, now with that knowledge, you look at it and it's like, yeah, they definitely had to kind of mix things up a bit here because you see them going at it and then it quickly cuts away to Alan for a very unsubtle, Oh, come on, uh, give it a push, I pull. They're pushing the mattress upstairs and then they're giving it the mattress and he's there going, Gah! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. It was, I actually really weird it. I was laughing my head off. It was so funny. <laughs> uh, God. I wrote in the notes, there's a section where they've got like a close-up of a nail while it... She's yeah. getting nailed. Yeah, 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 well, that was it. That was exactly the same section. The nails there on his hand, he's there going, oh, go on, give it a push. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, subtext. That sub- gash, subtext was, that gash was so over the top. Yeah, yeah, very light on the subtext. So again, thanks for unpacking that with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, my last thing was... I'm not sure what that fucking creature was chasing through the corridors in the hospital, but it was pretty unconvincing. <laughs> 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 the head down the bottom was just going flopping yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the one where you saw the trolley too, and you could see it only had a couple of motions that was just going up and down and yeah, up and down. The teeth were going. Also, the fucking the xenobite with the glasses. <laughs> the fat fella yeah, oh, yeah he brings the kind of menace down a little bit yeah <laughs> licking his lips because yeah. you got the bloody chatterer that's there going nee, 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 and then you got you know the lady with all that shit vagina throat pinhead of course and then you got butterball standing there looking like looking like the red headed stepson of the group he looks like he was the June set unless there's like some connection to like the seven deadly sins or something there yeah, I don't know what... It, I, I, I'm not fully over what, what they were all kind of inspired by, but, yeah, he just didn't... He didn't kind of scare me as much as the other ones. Yeah. No, by the no. seventh chin, you'd be done. <laughs> yeah, like he was... Look, he'd been eating a few pies, old. <laughs> um, give your Christy. You should probably call before you come over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, is Uncle Frank there? Okay, so he's, what, in stage four upstairs? <laughs> Look, I won't go around tonight. She doesn't like you as it is. Just give her a call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he, And also, getting back to Frank being a scumbag, the insinuation, right, is that he's, he's look, he would have been looking to sleep with her before he was bloody torn apart, isn't it? Yeah. I think so, yeah. It's just seedy, seedy shit. Yeah. Play another bloody hook into the blade. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Right up the middle, mate, I think. <laughs> right under, up the tape. <laughs> yeah, get one right in the undercarriage. It's bloody... <laughs> we won't have to worry about that sort of nonsense again from Uncle Frank. <laughs> Uncle Frank. Yeah, look, she, she calls ahead. Uh, look, we recently found <laughs> Uncle Frank up in the uh, guest bedroom. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I won't be coming tonight. <laughs> I'll see you clear in the bloke. Yeah, he's looking a bit worse. Look, at the, moment, at the moment he, he's crawling. <laughs> he's, he's yet to get to his feet, so he should dirty, be all right. Dirty fingernails a lot, least of his worries. Uh, have we got, any, we got any other likes, our dislikes? No, that was it for me. No? 
All right, that is Hellraiser. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Podomatic. If you want to send us an email, uh, contact us at thrillme at ionet.net.au. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com, and on Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Our next episode, <laughs> this is my pick. So if anyone <laughs> wants to know why we covered this. Shame, shame. It is Ballistic. X versus Sever. So according to yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, Thanks. is the Thanks, worst Alan. movie ever reviewed. <laughs> it's got 116 <laughs> reviews and currently sits at a big fat zero. <laughs> <laughs> it's laid an egg, mate. So that's our next week's episode. But until then, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.